welcome to Robert Cannon. They didn't didn't download that update yet. The podcast (laughs) where we talk about Garky, Scars, and your sister in the stars. Not yours. Thank you. I'm Justin. (laughs) I'm Hey, Ronnie. This week on Forever Cannon, we talk about New Jedi Order, Book 3, Dark Tide 2 Ruin, Chapter 17 through 20. No, Tim, I didn't almost say Legacy of the Force. <laughs> no, Tim, I didn't get that wrong just now because I almost actually said Fate of the Jedi. <laughs> this week is more action. Yeah. More action. We set ourselves up. We saw some things going down last week. Some things were wrong. Some things need, need some fixing and intervention in. And this week, maybe we step in between some things. We probably aren't going to save any slaves, though. Hmm. But we'll get to that. First, bum, bum, bum. Previously. On Forever Cannon. Jaina gets no special treatment. Gavin finds a ship womb. Corin, Ganner, and Jason plan to steal corpses? Shadow Shy abuses everyone. Anakin can't stay in the car. Develops teenage acme problem. <laughs> Whoops, I forgot what that joke was. I, I really uh, like that. Uh, I like that a lot. Stop laughing. That was last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This week, <laughs> we start. We start with chapter seventeen. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Really did. Guess what? This one's coming out on time, guys. Hey, enjoy it when you get it. It's it's <laughs> gonna be finally on time for uh, about the third time this year. Chapter seventeen on time on Garky in the Wellisk neighborhood near the Pesketa. Exena Botanical Garden. Why did you say it like that? Well, because everything else was worse. Okay. So this is how the this is how the paragraph starts. Jason Solo thinking about where he is. And he is on Garky. Mm-hmm. G-A-R-Q-I. In the Lesk neighborhood. I could not more subtly pronounce those consonants <laughs> ever in my life. W-L-E-S-C neighborhood near the Xenobiological for you. Thank you. Garden. P-S-K-D-T-A. No, T-D-A. See? What are we, what are we doing? Like, 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 yeah, guys, okay? You can type this down. You can write it in your book. You can even read it with your eyeballs. But have you ever bothered to say any of this shit out loud <laughs> through one constant one vowel in every now and again alphabet soup now with 80 percent more consonants <laughs> what are we doing garky wask you know what i skipping you know what i think happens they take like the, the whole bag of scrabble tiles and just hey that looks like a word I, th- I just think i just think sometimes in science fiction specifically but also fantasy sometimes things are just good enough Mm. And not like thought all the way through. Say it out loud a hundred times. Because you're making me do that in my brain. You wrote. 
Yeah. Like 17 times in this chapter. Yeah. There's. Is it a joke? Is this a joke? What is there? Four hard consonants right in a row? Why? Yeah. Okay. Because the people of this place have hard consonant language. What's with the WL? I'm just saying. Yeah. Yep, I'm just yep, saying. Yep. The key to science fiction is not difficult to pronounce words. Make things meaningful. And mm. maybe it is. And, uh, you know, I don't know the depth of Garky. I wasn't back here when Cornhorn was escaping with Homeboy's mom and and whatever. Yeah. But I don't like any of these words when I have to say them out loud. It, what it does to me is it makes me end up going, okay. Yeah. I, I skip okay, it. Okay, place. Okay, planet. Yeah. Town. Like, you just insert generic label and ignore the idiocy of the name. Mm-hmm. Until any point where maybe it becomes, like, lorefully... Like significant. Significant was a word, man. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Until any point where it becomes like meaningful. Yeah. Then you're like, oh, okay. So I I need to know what that place is in right. case. Oh, I, now it matters. In case Otherwise, I talk about it late night with my friend on a podcast. And the, <laughs> but actually, I mean, even in that context, this happens a lot in these books where it's like place, 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 and I. I was it book one or two? We're like, where are that we? That was the last book. It was like, are we on Debrillion? Are we on Bemil? We Where went, the we, hell yeah, are and, we? And 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 that isn't even in the fault of naming. That was just the, I don't know, like a structural fault. Yeah. But, but yeah, like so often in my, my brain just glosses over like, this happened here and this happened here and this happened here because like the, the place names are so obtuse sometimes. Yeah. Like what are all of these consonants and what are you trying to do to me? Anyways, mm-hmm. back to the point. We're going to stay on track this time, Tim. The point is, our three Jedi team is here, and Jason, Corrin, and Ganner are ready to pounce. Remember, the plan was, we're going to let the warriors attack the new slaves with the old slaves while they test them out, and we're going to sneak off with some bodies, hopefully, to study, to learn things. They're hoping for a live Yuzhan Vong white smooth stormtrooper coral experiment but also quote if they could only get parts end quote if they could only get parts worst case scenario if we can only get parts we'll take them yeah but they're hoping for live ones so they can study them and redeem others who get infected with this coral so it's not like okay we're just gonna take parts which is how last time they were talking now it's like we hope we can get live ones so we can fix others later and that sounds nice doesn't it's it? a step forward it sounds nice but let me break down the actions that you're that these people are going to take they're going to watch slaves kill other slaves without intervening and then hopefully Run away with some pieces. Yeah, at the height of the chaos, they're going to jump in and hopefully to get some live ones. And that's our hero, Jedi hero plan. Yeah. The plan isn't we're going to ambush the warriors and we're going to create some sort of situation where nobody can reach anybody or some or, or, or whatever. Yeah. That's all beyond option. That's all beyond feasibility. So, like, hopefully... 
if we can only get parts, we'll take it. Yep. But at least they're thinking of redemption this time around. <laughs> Last time they didn't. Yeah. But also, I mean, how many of them can you cut apart before thinking about redemption? Doesn't matter anymore. That's true. On Brilliant, a lot of them. <laughs> Jason reiterates over the course of this chapter his uh, his like unsurety of the Jedi way. Yes, he does. What it means to be a Jedi and how he currently feels lost. He's He's got plenty of examples around him of how to be a Jedi and what that means, but he doesn't want to follow any of those examples. Yeah. He doesn't want to emulate any one person. So what's his pl- his path? What's his path going to be? I know he doesn't want to be a warrior, and he sees hints of the philosopher in Corrin and and Luke. Like he sees, I think he's more of the straight philosopher knowledge. And yeah. that's what a Jedi should be. But then he's also sitting in the sewer at the end of this, like waiting to murder tapping folks. his lightsaber, going, "Good to be a warrior too, though." Like literally yeah. thinking that, right? Yeah, he does actually say, "I appreciation guess appreciation for his killing abilities." Yeah, and so I think he's being a teenager, and he's trying to find a perfect answer where one does not exist. Yes, he's being an idealistic young man young human, young person, Mm -hmm. where you assume everything is black and white, but everything is gray, man, with black and white at the very edges. Yeah. Everything else is gray with enough explanation and understanding. Mm. And so he wants, you know, he wants to, uh, am I supposed to be a warrior or am I supposed to be a thinker? He's like this, this classic, like Greek, um argument between i don't know why did i said greek but like this this ancient argument between what's more valuable strength or mind yeah right like where oh but of course the answer is both duh that's why there were two classes back then the, but, like there were the philosophers and then there were the warriors and and, and so and so jason just wants a perfect answer where they there's never going to be one mm-hmm. but the point is He's stuck in the spot where he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know where to go. What's his path? But he has no time to plan. He must fight slaves. The Jedi team pops out of the sewers, starts swinging lightsabers, and reptites be damned. Ganner is outmatched and saved by a sewer hole. You know? Yeah. Not, not, I don't mean it like that. Okay. Let, uh, not sewer hole in like a weird way all right but you know he faces off against this yuan vong warrior and he tricks him into breaking his leg in a hole yeah he's like got him (laughs) and the only reason he needs to trick him like that is because he's cocky and taunting them and getting outmatched and yeah and he's like hey come on bring it he does the whole finger wave thing right and then, and then shortly after that, which is a good indication of actually what's about to happen, the old slaves, the new slaves, and the Yuzhan Vong warriors all turn towards the Jedi. Yep. And instead of having their military exercise where we're going to try and kill each other and see how strong these slaves are, uh, we've got infiltrators. So and uh, kill them together. And apparently the strongest warriors in this, in this area, so... Let's see how well you do on them because they're all about testing their strength, right? Oh, boy. 
Maybe he'll. Maybe we'll get. Oh, punch the mic. Maybe we'll get a situation where the old guy lets the young guy go first and gets poked in the eye to death. Yeah, maybe. But so far, uh, looking bad. How about a chapter title? Our Jedi, our three Jedi, are looking. Uh, you know, just to reiterate, uh, not reiterate, expand on my point of looking bad. Our three Jedi are are, are very unmatched. Yes, <laughs> and we have already pretended to blow them up to death. Mm-hmm. And so, how much plot armor do they have left? <laughs> right, like, 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 like your your little your little James Bond watch is ticking down the blue big time. Yeah, yeah, you're if definitely losing your shields. My chapter title is Another Path. Yeah, we're gonna have to play that one day. We can play it right now. I have it. Nature of Killing. Ooh. Dude, we're good at this. Uh, we are, this is a fun new addition like the, to the podcast after 100 and something episodes. 65 maybe we started doing it. It takes a while to get dialed in. It's like three and a half years. Yep. It takes a good tenth of your life. Yep. Whoa. 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 Mm-hmm. I said a joke. But the math is real. It's for real. We're turning 35 this year. Mm-hmm. And by the time you turn 35, we'll be of we'll be have. We'll be hives done this for four years. Yep. October 19th. Is what? Not your birthday. October <laughs> 12th. October 10th. 17th. Is it in that range, 10 to 19? No. Oh, what the hell's your birthday? Second? Yeah. All right. Listen, Glenny, what's your birthday? Because I think Glenny's birthday is October 17th. And then I think I say this to you all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and we, have, we do have other people we know whose birthdays are in October and right around. We do? The, <laughs> yeah, we do. At least one. Who? Kate. Okay, well, she don't count. She don't listen. <laughs> She's out there reading only Stephen King, which, by the way, I would love to do a Stephen King podcast with like me and you and our moms. Because your mom loves Stephen King. My mom loves Stephen King. I've read a bunch of only The Dark Tower, actually. I've never read a full Stephen King book because I don't like him. And that's why this would be great. Yeah, but why don't you like him? I don't like his writing style. His writing style seems very erratic. But you've said you never. You just said you never. I've never read a whole one. Oh, okay. Well, he says that he is not a planner. He is a gardener. Okay. And the book happens, and he he prunes things away, and then what grows is left. So maybe maybe that is part of what bothers you, and that's a legitimate thing. But as someone who has read the entire Dark Tower series, I would say you would like that. Okay. I I know three people who have the whole series. Four, maybe. I don't know if you have you actually own them. Um, but I know, uh, like, half my family owns the whole series, so maybe I'll... I think I got the gunslinger over there on the shelf. But, listen, you promised me you were going to keep us on track, and we weren't going to get distracted. No, 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 no. I promised Chap- my wife I would keep you on Chap- track. Oh, good thing she doesn't listen. <laughs> no. Chapter 18. <laughs> Your wife's great, by the way. Uh, I, I think so. fair (laughs) chapter 18 Deshara Kaur calls Luke Skywalker on Anakin's comlink 
And she says, uh, if I can paraphrase, mm-hmm. give me data and I'll give you Anakin. Yeah. Because why did she come here? She wants information about super weapons because she wants to destroy a planet fulls of Yuzhan Vong at once because reasons that we don't really know yet. And she's got some spy background or something because she purposely lowers the power dial and so it's all crackly. Yeah, she manipulates the comlink device yeah. to make herself harder to track. Hides herself in the force a bit. To death on a burp, but you bailed us out the whole way through. I did not need to say that and stall us. Yeah. Oh my god. Nice work. I said a whole sentence without stumbling over it. No, but okay. Yep. <laughs> that that wasn't the uh, false praise that I was trying to give you. I saw you notice me choking to death, and you were like, "I'm gonna expand this. I uh, keep I, talking. Yeah, add a few words. Oh. Yeah. Thank you, but also like, yeah, I I agree. But at at the same time, we've got another Jedi doing villain stuff. Yep. We've got a hostage-taking hero. Mm-hmm. Who's planning on getting a super she weapon. She wants information about super weapons. Oh, boy. All these Jedi's. Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker hangs with the People. phone, and he decides it's time to, well, make some fake documents. Yeah. Oh, because... Uh, that was idea. Because here we are at the university of whatever the hell... Of everything. Of super weapons. Yeah. Because <laughs> this place... Where where are we again? Gallows 4. Gallows 4 here used to be an imperial um, um, uh, manufacturing uh, system. Yep. And they were so far outside of the scope of the rebellion that they were left alone sort of until the remnant joined forces with the New Republic. And thus, they have old information that would have been deleted from uh, computers on Coruscant by Zanazard, for example, during during the overthrow of the, new, of, of the Empire and becoming the New Republic. But out here, on the outskirts, nobody bothered to come out here and erase the computers, so they must have information. No, they don't. Why did we bother nailed it. talking about any of that at all? That was purely fueled by rage. <laughs> you nailed it, though. I, I, am a, I am a hateful little gremlin that I can run on exhaust fumes of fury as long as I need to. But as soon as I stop and think, I fall apart. But, like, the whole idea was, like, we came here to this special place because they'll have special information. And they all go, no, we don't. And then the solution is we need to make shit up. Well, and all this is <laughs> like, all, all this what, here, what are we doing here then? What's the point? This is all information that other is, than the fact, sorry, that is for real. I'm interrupting you. They're just times. putting, they're putting it all on a disc and making, using the most extremely technical things. But no, no, no. I, I, let me stop you. Actually, I'm going to interrupt you now that I almost interrupted you and backed off the way that I, that I read it. The way that it seemed laid out to me was that. They're going to take vague details about an actual super weapon like the Eye of Palpatine, right? Obviously. Mm-hmm. And they're going to add technical information from different sources. Not about an Eye of Palpatine, but it's going to be stuff that's so dense she's not going to realize they're not related and it's not a real piece of information. Okay. Like, like they're going to take the technical specs from a Star Destroyer and attach it to a, an article about an Eye of Palpatine... And uh, with the assumption she's going to put the two things together, but then it's going to be so 
so scientifically complicated, she's not going to be able to parse it out in time to uh, deny or accept the information. Right? I, I see how it could how it could definitely read both ways. How like your yeah. your way definitely makes sense. I mean, what either way? Yeah. Why did we come here? Yeah. <laughs> There's no information here, and now we need to pretend there is. I guess Daishara Kor is here. Is what my original interruption was going to be. Mm-hmm. So we got lucky. We followed the right trail. Anakin was smart. We weren't coming here looking for information, actually, so that doesn't matter that there's none. We came here looking for her. Yeah. So I'm dumb, and I'm wrong, and retracted. Because <laughs> this actually worked out perfectly, as often the will of the Force do for the Jedi. That makes the the theory of information and the gathering and having that information even From last dumber to have. Like, uh, no, the, just now. Oh, okay. It's I, like, yeah. why, like... You're going there looking for a person. Why are you going to get information? Well, because last time they thought, I guess they think she's farther ahead than, than she is. Maybe. But she came here looking for information where there is none. Yeah. So she hit a dead end and now she's calling Luke on the phone. And now we need R2-D2 to come to the rescue with some fake documents. And we cut to Anakin Skywalker. Tied up in a part in an apartment. <laughs> yeah. With Dashar Core looking over him with two lightsabers on her lap. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Whoops. Gotcha. And then what am I doing here? Why am I here? Chalco says in the previous episode before cutting to him kicking open the door of this apartment, trying to fire a stun bolt at Deshara. While wearing some ugly gray tattered thing. I guess I'll get to that in an extra sentence. He tries to fire his sun bolt at her and she plays an Uno reverse card <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he goes down and yeah. Okay. Okay. Here's the, here's the, here's the lead into that sentence. Funny note. And then colon. <laughs> I had to think of what those two dots meant. Yeah. Time. <laughs> funny thought funny note o'clock <laughs> he's wearing an East Salamiri skin kerchief <laughs> yes uh, the skin of, of this of this force dampening lizard yep wrapped around his face thinking it's going to stop her force powers right two problems and I just think this is really funny I just want to stop and point yeah, out no please number one it's not real. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not real as Salamary skin. It's cotton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever it happens to be. Number two, she reflects the stun bolt, Tim, with her lightsaber. Yeah. And while maybe making her slightly clumsier, even if you brought a whole lizard in here, she's still going to be able to <laughs> swing that lightsaber at the big blue ring and yes. zap you to sleep. Yeah. So, and even if it was real Isalamari skin, it has to come off of a live Isalamari sure, yeah, lizard. Yeah, <laughs> good, 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 good point to throw in there. Good point. He's over three. The lizard needs to be alive because <laughs> its own force presence is what creates the dampening force effect. Yeah. And I wonder S- if, but oh, sorry, real quick, yep. before I forget what I was going to say, because I don't know if it's written down here. The, the thing that I think is really cool about that is it's sort of, not sort of, uh, quit putting all this dismissive language or this like unsure language. It is a reflection of 
the misunderstanding of the Jedi and the general public. Yeah. People don't know anything about this magic. He thinks he can wear a special handkerchief and swing a gun at a Jedi. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? Yeah. You're while you're zapped and sleeping on the floor and that's the way it goes. And and my my thing is I wonder if the Yuzhan Vong are going to pick up on this Isalamiri stuff. It's a living organism. They might try and use it. Interesting. Why is it bring, being brought up? Yeah. Um, is Are they going to find a way? Maybe they'll figure out that they're not readable in the Force. Or there's some f- dampening about them that they can use. too, like, this is the first we've heard of Isalamiri in the three books. Yeah. So why is it being brought up? Mm-hmm. Why are we talking about the Chiss? Why is the Empire being compared to the Yuzhan Vong so much? Questions, questions that are all legitimate. Yeah, you brought up the other two. I, I, I actually wrote this one down. So hey, hey, credit to you, and you get two. So I got to pick it up. So Chalco goes sleepies. Mm-hmm. Well, not sleepies, but uh, zappies. Yeah, kind of numb for a bit. Deshara Kor asks Anakin in this discussion of why do you want a super weapon. She asks Anakin the most uh, directly, piercingly destructive question possible. Would you kill a billion people to say, to bring Chewbacca back? Would you? And Anakin, rightfully, falls apart. Immediately to tears. Immediately starts crying, trying to keep his sobs into his lips. He mm-hmm. just made a face like you were stopped doing it, and then you did it again. I accidentally tell you, I'm going to go like that. Tim's got a, cu- a noisy cup, ladies and gentlemen, in case you've been hearing it's it. It's a really cool cup decal, but it's starting to, like, it's been washed too many times, so it's got some wrinkles in it, and I keep playing with the wrinkles. They're just plastic cups with, they're white plastic cups with cool wrappings on them, and guess what? They don't last forever, much like cool This unicorn's wrappings. great, though. Here's the thing. He starts crying. Mm-hmm. He starts falling apart. I didn't. No. Don't ask me about it. <laughs> but no, it was... I want to talk about it. It was actually really sad for him. Mm-hmm. And so, and since he didn't like this this kind of this talk back, this kind of attitude question, he picks up that, that gun off the floor and whips it at her head. Yeah. And knocks her out. Yeah, and part of her, her whole reason for not trusting him or Luke or anybody with their plan is I how it came across to me in the reading is she is either jealous or resentful of his privilege of being Which a, is, a a solo Skywalker family. The special Skywalker blood. Yeah. Which we talked about in the last episode with Gavin and Jaina mm-hmm. talking about special privilege and even just the outside opinion of people, what they think of the solo kids. They were born heroes. Yeah. They were lauded and celebrated at birth. Yep. Because the heroes of the galaxy, Han and Leia, made babies. Yeah. And and so they get like the, the royal treatment, Prince Harry and Prince Charles or whatever their names are. No. No. Prince Charles is the dad. Is the older one, yeah. Um, Harry and Jerry. I even know who Harry's girlfriend is. I care a lot about the British nobles. Yeah, I even know who. So I'm going to stop and I'm going to stop us. I'm going to pump the brakes. Okay, good choice. At 31 minutes. Meghan Markle. 32 minutes. Uh, I know her name. Harry and 
Terry. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Toronto Maple Leafs tried to sign a goalie uh, out of out of whatever the hell hockey league at the trade deadline to, to just add some depth. All their players always, you know, okay, if you sign a European player or a player from out of market, they have to clear waivers, which means every other team in the league gets a chance to say mine before you're allowed to sign them. Now, point to this. Why is that allowed? I signed a contract with one team. Why did 30 other teams, 31 other teams get to say me first? Yeah. I didn't sign it. I didn't. I, you didn't come to me. You didn't come find me. Yep. You didn't pick me out of the dirt. Anyways, this is just Maple Leaf fan bullshit. Now. The point being, the man's name, Tim, uh-huh. was Harry Sateri. <laughs> I shit you not, and I was so excited for all the jokes and dumbass puns that were going to come along with that. But did they get him, or did someone? No, the very first him? team that had a chance, the worst team in the league, they get the first chance. Arizona Coyotes picked him up off waivers. Ah, that sucks. Guess how many goalies the Maple Leafs have claimed off waivers in the last four years? Three. That's all your depth, dude. Yeah. That's a lot. No, it might have even been four. That's a lot. Forwards, a few. I think something Kyle Dubas came out and said something about, okay, nobody cares about this. Like 12 out of 19 people. They uh, but to I care. Waivers. It's fine. I know, 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 I know. But now we're off track and we're off track. And here's the thing. Yeah, we've yeah. already done the chapter. Anakin flings the gun at her head, knocks her out. And this kind of resolved itself a little too easily. Mm-hmm. Much like I said last week, right? It's, that sounds familiar. We didn't. Sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say we didn't spend enough time in the struggle. Yeah. It just was over. But I don't think it was about the struggle. Correct. Because. Good argument. This Carry year, on. Anakin is getting along more with Chalco. Getting along with him. Getting to understand him. Just like he needs to get along and get to know his dad and that kind of thing. Yep. I think that's more what this chapter was about than it was about the actual escape you know what you just finally made me wonder how long until chalco dies in anakin's arms and it's his fault capital letters <laughs> yeah no no because like as soon as he started liking him i was like oh no and so far in the pattern of the series this kid is destined to suffer mm-hmm. at his own heroism yep and Here's this character out of nowhere that we cherry picked out of a spaceport who nobody is ever going to remember or forget or miss. Yeah. But he's making friends with Anakin, the most dangerous friend to have in the entire universe, apparently. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. That was an excellent argument for why this didn't resolve too quickly. The answer is it's not important. Mm. But Anakin Solo getting kidnapped and being put in danger should be important for longer because it's important to other people like Luke and Mara. Yes. It should be important for another chapter. (laughs) Same thing with whatever. Oh God, I can't even remember what happened last week now, but whatever it was, whatever it was, it just didn't last long enough. And now, and, and that's the same thing with this, you know, like you get into the situation, get out of the situation. Yeah. It's, it's just gone. 
gone between chapters. Like even before the thing that I can't remember. I remember the thing. You Jaina, can't remember. Jaina being like, "Oh my, I, I thought my brother was dead, and then now I don't. Next time you see me, yeah." And then what was the other thing? But that's the thing I thought you were talking uh, about. Ah, there, there was, was another thing. thing in there. See, now this is three <laughs> unsatisfying things, and now I can't even remember the middle one because it didn't matter. How about a chapter title? Um, Move on. The chapter title, <laughs> Baiting a Trap. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Damn, why are we both so good at this? Okay, okay. Brave and Defiant. Mm. Sit on That's it. That's really good. Let it marinate. I will. Think about it all night. Because, my God. All three people in this room are are both those things. Yeah. This idiot with no force powers kicked down a door to save a Jedi from a Jedi. And he knew it because he brought a Jedi stopping handkerchief. (laughs) A scarf. He knew it. He knew it. He did his best. Idiot. (laughs) Chapter 19. Here's the thing. Chapter 18. Go back. The more things Chalco does, the more he gets involved, the more I am starting to like him. Me too. Even though I don't understand why he's here and I don't need him to be here, I'm liking him more and more. This, that, uh, the, it wasn't this chapter. The previous chapter of them where he's leading Anakin through the streets and teaching him streetwise stuff and like blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Taking the place of his father, being like a surrogate yep. during this time. When Anakin's out on like one of his first missions, probably would never be with his dad anyways. No. But. Whatever, right? He's serving that role. He's doing that purpose. Come to like him. Yeah. And then he comes, kicks this door down. And you're like, you idiot. <laughs> and he gets captured, of course. But like, it's all going to be fine, I'm sure. He's with the Jedi. He's with two Jedi. It's not, he's not just going to get murdered for, for nothing. So, so far, Chalco safe. He brave. He defiant. Chapter 19 for real. Okay. Jason and Ganner should be... Bringing dead slaves to safety to be transported off for study while Corrin Horn is standing in the plaza on Garki at this Yuzhan Vong war ground of farmland and he's facing down a coral skipper on foot. Yes. He's standing there with his lightsaber. Yikes. And his idea is to tell Jason and Ganner, run for it. I'll die for you. Hey, why does this guy want to die so bad every book? Because last week, last <laughs> book on Bamil, he was like, run, Ganner. I'll die for your escape. Either the writer needs a new idea or Corin has a complex. Yeah. But I don't believe he does because he has a wife and two kids. So I, I don't believe that he's just frivolously uh, uh, volunteering himself for sacrifice yeah unless constantly. he just wants to be a martyr for a greater cause regardless of yeah that's what i mean like I, yeah. I don't think that's what's happening i think he's just being written into a stupid choice over and over yeah i'm it, gonna stand he's out. been he has been the leader of both of those two missions right so putting himself in harm's way instead of his troopers even though it was just him and ganner before then he's maybe, doing like that self-sacrificial obi-wan kenobi yeah. thing Run, Luke. I'll die. I will die for you right now. I will let Darth Vader kill me, dude, so that you can get away. It is it is like classic Star Wars. What? What? I'm thinking of the dumbest movie right now than to go with I would die for you. 
Inside, Prince. Inside Out. Purple Out. The cartoon uh, like Pixar movie. Yeah. Bing bong. And there's the fake. No, no, no. There's the fake Riley's boyfriend. He's, I would die for Riley. I would, I would die, die for Riley. Yeah. Over and over again. I would die for Riley. <laughs> I don't know why. I would die for Riley. That that put me right and then into they all that just scene. Fall off into the abyss, off the treadmill, not yeah. the treadmill, conveyor belt. Yep. Sorry. Not Star Wars related at all. Yeah, but that is what Corrin's doing. Repeatedly, just like, I will die for this mission. Mm-hmm. But without any, like, second thought of, like, what else should I do? He is older, though. Like, so maybe Ganner and Jason, right. maybe it's Ganner like... Ganner and Jason are closer in age. Ganner's kind of in between generations of Jason and Corrin. Yeah, I want to say but he's, closer like, to Jason. Yeah, I want to say he's, like, 25-ish... 30 maybe i don't know but 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 then corin and luke are like are close 50 yeah because they were around during the age of the empire absolutely oh oh is everything still recording i just punched a thing in a thing and we're good yeah. say words tim yeah it's we all good. are good but yeah they they are closer in age you know like corin is the old man and yeah he is the guy in charge but it takes jason uh one sec i guess he doesn't have telekinesis, so he would never come up with this idea. Mm-hmm. But Jason likes his own idea instead of running away to safety. He likes his own idea better. Yep. This coral skipper is here. You see it heating up molten plasma. And so he plugs that plasma cannon with the same sewer lid that we've seen about three times so far. Yep. It's the one that uh, Ganner Ganner bursts out of the hole, and then when he comes out of the hole, he, like, smacks some reptite to death with the thing. And then he also, like, interposes it at some point between him and the Yuzhan Vong warrior in the fight. Picture it rolling through blood at one point. Yep, 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 yep. And then here it comes, saving the day once again. Like, okay, enough. It was written in there three times. We should have known it would have come up. Okay, enough. There's other parts of the environment. We get it. I don't just stick a tree. They're in a garden. Stick a tree down that little. There's a lot to do, and I just don't want to use the same piece of the place over and over. You know, it's what we were talking about earlier. I know, <laughs> I know, it's exactly what we were talking about, like the D and D thing, where like the environment is more difficult to be creative with because it's not the thing that's written on your sheet and blah 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 blah. But it doesn't mean I need to see the same sewer yeah the, the same manhole cover getting thrown yeah. around the, the battlefield yeah good grief cut to wait let me be more specific the coral skipper explodes yes it does <laughs> because it the plasma backs Jason up held that thing on there so hard with the force mm-hmm. that it exploded inside the coral skipper yeah and then boom kaboom we are golden and we cut to Corin thinking, I like that Jason Solo. Yeah, he's impressed with the with Jason and his abilities, and especially because going back, he wasn't sure um, how to how he was going to go. This is the last episode, last time, where he wasn't sure how he was going to be which on is, this mission. Which is again, didn't we've seen this now with Anakin? Mm-hmm. We've seen this now with Jaina. People are. Assuming that the solo kids are given more than they deserve. Yes. As far as adulation, praise, respect, whatever. But then it turns out they're all super dope badasses. They're all magic, And you're all man. underestimating them at all times. Yeah. So now Corrin sees a kid in action. Not kid. 
young man, he thinks to himself. I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> Perfect. But that came right out of the text. And he's like, you know what? I like this kid. Uh, it helps that he saved my life. But also, you know, he's just, he's a good Jedi. Yep. And all of us are in full retreat against the Yuzhan Vong. Lots of, lots of Yuzhan Vong. And the heroes, quote, know they're dead. Yeah. That might be a paraphrase. For sure. They know they're dead, for sure. Super dead. And all they can do is hold the line at the edge of this forest while seven Yuzhan Vong in blue armor, cerulean, they arrive and quote, this is the serious stuff. Yeah. All right, man. Now this is pod racing. (laughs) And this is where the Jedi are actually being heroes. They're holding this line, knowing they're going to die, most likely, to get the information they came from off planet. The people... The live people. The uh, the resistance people are loading those bodies, yeah, uh, the captured bodies, into the ships for escape so that the New Republic can, can not discover. What's the word? Um, so that they can... Research and investigate. Research. What the Yuzhan Vong are up to and find a way to counteract yeah. it and blah, 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 blah. So the Jedi are all going to die here in a last stand against seven just... Yuzhan Vong in blue armor. <laughs> I was giving you a reason for them to actually be heroes rather than kind of not. Yeah, but they already killed a lot of people they could have saved. And anyways. Hey, I, just, I had to give you one. It's serious stuff. Yeah. Want to know why? Because we've already heard of the leader of these Blue Vong. Mm-hmm. His name is Craig of Domain Vol. Val? I say Vol. We were introduced to this name. He was name dropped by Shadow Shai earlier in the book, talking about he's one of my toughest mother skunkers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't know where I was going with that in a, in a Star Wars <laughs> reference. But he's one of the baddest bads. And he's out there on Garky. And if any Jedi get out there, they're going to get him. He's going to get them. Oh, whoops. Spoiler. They're going to get it, and he's going to get him. Thanks, man. It. You're good at this. I try. He steps out, and Corrin steps up to challenge Craig. But Ganner jumps in front of him. And then the Nogri Mushkill, nice name, <laughs> jumps in front of him. And it's all very dramatic. Yes. Very dramatic thumbs up. The leader of the warrior steps forward. And then Corrin goes to say, I'll battle you to the death while everybody else runs away. And then Ganner steps in and says, if you want to go to my leader, you got to me. And then get to me. (laughs) And then the Nogri steps up and says, if you want to get to a Jedi, you got to get through the Nogri. Yeah. And we have this, like, we set up this intense standoff. Except we don't follow through on it at all. No. Everybody stands up, speaks their piece, yells at each other. And then some sniper from far away shoots somebody and everyone just charges at each other. Yeah, he was the guy that accidentally squeezes the trigger because there's no other shots. Yep. And one guy gets nervous and jumps the gun. And I guess that's how it goes, isn't it? Yeah. But when you're setting us up like one, two, three... You got to get through this line of defenders to get to the leader. And we're going to have a duel and a duel and a duel and a showdown. Mm -hmm. 
And then it actually just turns into like a melee fracas because one guy was like, pew, pew, pew. yeah, because one guy got a little trigger happy and or nervous. Or Very dramatic was. though. Very dramatic start. So thumbs up. Mm-hmm. There's some fight, uh, some exciting fighting. Must kill goes down fast. Very fast. As the Nogri have two out of two times now. Yeah, he gets they knocked to the ground and stabbed in the chest. Charging at the Yuzhan Vong with claws and face, and the Vong are like, dead. Goodbye. Yeah. Got him. Crazy fighting. And then the Yuzhan Vong, these warriors are wearing blue, apparently, but they're all wearing Von Dune crab armor. Yeah, it's like a different species of this crab. Okay. Well, that makes sense then, because this species of the crab has an allergic reaction to the Magic sentient tree pollen mm-hmm. that's being just all over the battlefield yeah. by these magic trees that can think and feel and the crabs swell and the warriors all suffocate. Yeah, and it, it basically squeezes them to death. They can't move. I wrote, crab armor has allergies. That was my note on this section. Seafood is a major allergy. Yeah. It, but apparently, uh, apparently also... They can be very allergic to... Crabs have allergies, too. Magic trees just... Just... Spreading their stuff. Just... Doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, burn the magic forest! Says Corrin We've won the battle. Now, burn this magic forest to the ground before the Yuzhan Vong get to figure out how these guys got defeated here. And we'll have an upper hand on them for at least until we get to, what does he say? Ithor. Yeah. We'll have a chance to save Ithor with this magic tree sperm that's jizzing all over the place here and killing Yuzhan Vong. Because the trees at the Xenobological Garden... Thank you. We're brought here from other planets. They're xenobiological. That means alien species of trees. These trees came from Ithor. And the trees on Ithor apparently make Yuzhan Vong armor strangling pollen. Yeah. And Jason's all upset about why would you do that? Right. Yep. As you should be. Yeah. What do you mean we're going to burn down the whole forest? Especially when at the end of the argument, Corrin goes, they're going to figure it out. But this will give us a slight time advantage. Well, they're going to figure it out. Then what are we burning this sentient yes. tree forest to the ground? Oh, because we're absolute Jedi heroes. The The Jedi are written like dickheads. Mm-hmm. Absolute pieces of shit. Yeah. We're not saving no slaves. We're burning smart trees. What are we? Not, not heroes. And I get, I get Corrin's explanation. It it makes like borderline like logical tactical sense, tactical like sense maybe. But even just barely. Yeah. What do you mean? Oh, we're gonna know it for ten minutes more than them, but we're gonna murder a whole like town of people. What would be better is if they took the bodies with them, and then there's no bodies for them to look but at. But Tim, but Tim, but Tim, 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 Timba. <laughs> <laughs> but Tim, but Tim, but Tim, but Tim, but Tim. We're going to burn down a forest of sentient beings. Would you ever, Corn Horn, order the murder of a whole town of people, a whole village of people, to keep a secret? 
No! No, you would not. No. Never, because that's villain stuff. Yeah, it's but burn that would... forest to the ground for a momentary advantage. As soon as they use the word sentient, it's it late. I'm it. drunk. I'm mad at the Jedi being written like dicks. Yeah, but maybe that's all just part of them being mis, not misled, unled. They're unleaded Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, chapter title: I am Jedi. Oh God, I hate it because I hate them right now. Yeah. Four fires. Okay. I like it. How many main characters did we have in this in this assault on Kirky? Okay, main characters? Yeah, four. One of them being bad guy? No. One of them being the truth. Mush kill. Oh. <laughs> we got three Jedi and a mush kill. We got four burning fires, baby. That's what's up. I thought you were gonna do the three Jedi and the forest, but alright. No, the force is burned. That uh, it's a different kind of fire. Okay. Chapter twenty. Jason learns leadership. Mm-hmm. He learns leadership doesn't mean doing whatever you want anytime. Based on Corin's example, Corin Horn has had to make tough decisions in Jason's presence, and so now Jason understands leadership, and he thinks responsibility seems cool, but I don't want any. It's too distracting. Yeah. That's not what I'm not trying to be in charge of people. I'm not trying to be responsible for decisions and lives and worlds and whatever. I'm just trying to be me, bro. I'm a teenager. He's having that. He's having that, 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 that young adult growth into adulthood and responsibility resistance. Yeah. What do you mean? I have to be, why do I have to be in charge of other people? I'm just a kid. I don't want to do that. I just want to think about me forever. That's Jason Solo right now, for real. Right? Yeah. Like, I don't I don't want to... I, oh, nice leadership, and that's cool. I don't want to worry about anything other than figuring out what I need to be. Welcome to being a teenager, I guess, in a nutshell. Like, I don't know what. Yeah, Everything else is too distracting, he says, right? Yeah, well. So, in lieu of being distracted from understanding the force instead of being distracted he decides he's gonna watch ganner get his face burned shut instead that was crazy ha <laughs> ha i didn't like it no i mean me i either. actually I, I this is actually a really good scene I, I didn't like the experience of reading about a man get his face burned shut because it was gruesomely detailed expertly well written yes it uh, like i it, it, me for the same reason i was like that I gotta not look at it, but it's like I got it. It's it's, it's fun. <laughs> well, it's a man getting his face burned shut. Yeah. While also opening up about being stupid and arrogant and now paying for it with flesh. Ganner sighed. So yes, I'll have a scar, and it will be good. The old Ganner. He had a perfect face over a perfectly arrogant attitude. Not so anymore. Every time I look in a mirror, I'll be reminded that he died on Garky. And I'm here in his place. All right. Now, as a reader, I can only hope that's true. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> the Ganner that I know so far, I want him to die. Yeah. <laughs> Please come back from the face dead 
as a new dude who's nice and like reasonable and like respectable. But it is a good, good uh, way of Moment showing of reflection. Yeah, uh, he was a pretty garish. He goes, like up- he has like a whole com. I I I, I skipped the whole conversation that he had. he talks about how like. I, I think I'm better than everyone. I thought mm-hmm. I was better than the Yuzhan Vong. Yeah. I'm arrogant. Like, I, I'm too into myself and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Because he almost just died. Yeah, even the first one where that Let- guy falls down and breaks his leg in the hole. I right. only won that because I tricked him, that not because fucking, I was good. I think I'm smarter than Luke and Corrin, but I'm not. Like, yeah. All, he lays it all out, which is wonderful. And now... Ganerizod is like a likable character. It took two paragraphs to make him be from a jerk to I actually want this guy to live. In as comparison to such little writing that it took, it took him almost getting his face cut off mm-hmm. to to come to this realization. It only took two paragraphs of writing to make this character likable and respectable for a moment at least. Yeah. Which he hasn't been yet. He, this is the thing I almost forgot about. He even reflects on, I was teasing Corin's son. I was making fun of a kid. What the hell was I doing? <laughs> Seriously, I was making fun of a six or seven year old or whatever he it was. He says, like, what was I doing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Salvaged, maybe. Mm. Oh, please, God, be salvaged. Please, God, have the Ganerizode we've been reading about so far have died on Garki and be replaced by Burnface Man, who understands that he's an idiot. Yeah, he said um, the one thing he says is that he wasn't because uh, Jason says you won't be fooled by them again. And his one line that I really know is yeah. is is they didn't fool me; I fooled myself. And that's great. I loved it. Cut to Wedge Tycho. Crayfe and the Rowl Roost are back with Rogue Squadron to rescue the Jedi team that definitely didn't explode. Yeah. And we cut to Jaina and her previously mentioned wingmate, Annie Capstan. They're on the lookout for Vong in the Garky system having... What not shipped out of? What's that? Launched out of the Rowl Roost with Rogue Squadron, right? Right. Yeah. Because yep. she's in Rogue Squadron. They're on the lookout for Vong, and the Vong arrive, quote, in force. I wrote that whole line down in my notes. Who read it? Read it right now. Uh, the, Go ahead. It's Can you see your Vong, notes? Uh, um, the Vong <laughs> have arrived in force. That's actually written the very last line of this chapter. In force. Pun Give intended. me chills, actually. Pun intended. Because they are mm. outside the force. There's been a lot of cheesy ass writing in these books, man. Yeah. Which I haven't is, hated it. No, I haven't hated it. And 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 it, you know, only bothers me kind of to small degrees. But it's yeah, like, like very superfluously. There are parts where like, you know, in the previous chapter was was the previous chapter? Oh, whatever. It's your notes. Whenever Jason was sitting there thinking about like this is what leadership is. Yeah, he that... was just thinking to himself some like cheesy propagandist lines almost, where it's like it's so, oh, so repetitive throughout mm. history or something. Like it's not unique. It's not original. Uh, it wasn't 
even 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 like in in character. Even. No, but it's what you've brought up a couple times over uh, not just this series but the series before how it's written for young adults. Yeah, people that who... are growing still, trying to get into that. And yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Not as overly familiar as you and I are with. All the tropes or or the the trappings. So yeah, and and still becoming their own people and learning about leadership and management and stuff like that. Yeah, where, but still, uh, yeah, the conversations between Anakin and Chalco and the self reflections by Jason are like they they need to be better. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like here's your lesson. Wham! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the rock raises his eyebrow. And yeah, he pulls his elbow pad off, <laughs> lifts it to the crowd, and then he jumps over you two times while you wait for him to hammer it home again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is all very blunt. No subtlety or like nuance to the opinions. It's it's just a bunch of like generalistic. Uh, I don't know thought. Ah, uh, regurgitations. Uh, okay. Like yep. you're there. He's thinking things that he's heard. If he's being that broad and, and, mm-hmm. and general with it. Yeah. Anyways. Oh my God, Tim, the Yuzhan Vong arrive in force. We didn't get off track again in the last two sentences <laughs> of the podcast. Did we? <laughs> Holy crap. The Vong show up and guess what? A ship escapes from the atmosphere of Garki. Our Jedi team. And we get some real quick setting us up in this chapter Mm -hmm. to move us on. Chapter 20 here goes, we're done at Garki. And now we need to have a big problem like we always do when we need to go somewhere else. Because that is one of the ever looming threats of the Yuzhan Vong. You can't go anywhere out here without them getting in the way. Yeah. And when they get in the way, uh, they start killing everybody. Yeah. It's it's a big problem. And it's also a galactic... I guess this is... You never know where anyone's going to be because right. there's so much. And hyperspace travel. Yeah. <laughs> you you can go... Where's Naminor? A million kilometers or... Well, that's not even enough, dude. In like a trillion kilometers, well, it's yeah, like yeah. a million kilometers yeah, yeah, yeah. in like a minute. Yeah, yeah. And okay, there you so go. So where are you? <laughs> yeah, and where are you gonna be in thirty minutes? Where are we gonna be next time we pick this book up? Because this quick setting up is just setting us to move on. Mm-hmm. But where are we moving to? We don't. Do we know this time? What happens when we when we pick this team up off Garki into the Rowl Roost? Where do we go from here? And an enormous Yuzhan Vong force has showed up. How do we escape them? Mm-hmm. How about a chapter title? Uh, this one, it's one word. It's just fooled. Ooh. See, I went with the same theme, but with opposite vibe. Brilliant. Arrogant. Those are like two of the words uh, I think Jaina uses to describe it. And what's going on up there? And uh, or no, or is it Jason? I don't remember. 
One like, of the twins say good things that I liked, and so I put. And Ganner uses those two things to describe himself, but oh, sh- as wrong. Yeah, I think that actually might have pulled up from my least favorite character, who might be now an awesome character. <laughs> he, he I, all he needed to growth. do was get his face cut off by somebody who's way better than him at life. Some people need harder lessons. Rude. I said that very harshly and Rude. did not mean to. Rude, but also, he's he's a character in a book. Yeah, <laughs> everything's okay. But so, so here we are at Garky with kind of the whole weight of the war on the shoulders of the escapees here. Like they have a lot mm-hmm. of information that they abandoned slaves and burned down a smart forest for. And left all the re- the rebels behind too. By their own discretion, to yes. be fair. But yeah, but... Yeah, <laughs> like there's a lot of loose ends left here, let's say, mm-hmm. for a story that's now trying to run away from this planet. <laughs> so will our heroes make it to the safety of the Ralroos or will they be exploding in the orbit of Garky once again? <laughs> Find out next week when we cover. New Jedi Order, Book 3, Dark Tide 2 Ruin, Chapters 21 through 24. I am Justin. And I am Tim. Emperor's Black Bones! <laughs> they use that a couple I, times. I didn't come up in the notes, but they say that so many uh, times. Like three or four times, yeah. Fine then. A hundred Emperor's Black Bones! <laughs> For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Plazer. Check us out.